I'm a big believer that you get shown signs that get louder and louder and louder if you choose not to listen. For yeah. me, I was getting shown signs all over to slow down, slow down, slow down. Then I didn't listen. I got sick, slow down. So I didn't listen. Now I'm being forced, forced. to slow down. Because I chose actively to ignore what was being said. Hello, everyone. I'm Abhinav Jant, and this is the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. Welcome to the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. This is your host, Abhinav Jant, and I aspire to make this podcast go beyond the surface. In this podcast, I intend to bring you insights from the topmost performers, no matter what industry they're in. We talk about how they've done things differently to grow their minds and keep their physical and mental health in shape. My mission with this podcast is to help overwhelmed individuals learn ways to reduce their depression, anxiety, and live with peace and love. I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Blossom Media Studio. Thank you so much for creating and distributing my podcast and taking away literally every single thing that's involved with podcasting so I can just spend the time to talk to my guests and create great episodes. Billy's in the house. Been too long. Fuck, it's been too long. Too long, mate. We went a whole year seeing each other like three times a week. and then Three times a week, sometimes four. I think there were times where you were doing like two podcasts a day. Times where it would show up. My guest would cancel and we just have we just hang out in sessions. Shoot. Look at the sun. <laughs> Look really at the tell sun. tell everybody how we met. The power of social media. I, I received a message from this guy saying calling me the TikTok king. Um and <laughs> basically from there it became me going through a phase of contemplating whether this guy was a creep and a weirdo. <laughs> And wanting to kill me um, and trying to schmooze me to to come over to his house and and all so of I these things. Because yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was I was early on in my own branding journey, so I'd never really had anyone reach out and be like, like reach out to me in that regard of like I want to meet you, yeah, sort of thing, you know. And so that for me was like, this is cool, but a bit scary as well. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to explore it. Seems like a nice guy. He's 20 minutes from my house. He's been really cool. Let's just go see what it see what it entails. It's in PB. It's not like I'm going to figure in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to Mexico. Exactly. I've just been, by the way. Um, <laughs> Tell me about that. I just went there too. <laughs> did you? Yeah, we did Mimi's birthday a couple uh, last month in uh, July. Oh, so good. Oh, man, that was a story I'll tell you in a minute, but. Fuck, we were starting to go in. I know we're going off tangent. It's okay. This <laughs> podcast is a fun podcast. This isn't our regular ones. But no, what happened was we're fucking going, right? And that morning, Mimi can't find her green card. And we're the like, morning you fly in? We were just driving in. We weren't even flying in. Oh, and so we had everything booked and we're like, we can't find this paper and we got to take it with us. Otherwise, we're not coming back. So like the whole morning, mm. I have packed everything. The car is ready to go. And then we can't find this thing. And we wasted like two hours. We're like stressed out, tearing the house <laughs> apart, looking for this document of hers that she went to the DMV the other day and then put it somewhere. I'm like, I'm well, mad at her. I know what you're like. Yo, I was like, come on, woman. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, how do <laughs> you're you going to go by yourself? <laughs> oh, my God. I was. I had called the lady. I'm like, yeah, can I, can I cancel this? She's like, well, it's too late. I'm like, well, fuck. I've already paid like all the money down and everything. Anyway, we find it. And then we end up going. And then at the border, this is going to be really ironic and hilarious. So, you know, I've been, I've been talking a lot to kids about smoking last week. Yeah. So I'm going on vacation 
and weed's not legal in Mexico. Right. I take like one nug, like this big, right? I put it in like my little jar. I put it in my suitcase. Uh, oh, you know where? Did this you is know going. that it was legal or I not knew legal? It was legal. Yeah. But I'm going on vacation. And I'm just like I was already stressed. I was like, let's just get the fuck out. I threw it in my suitcase. And on holidays, like I've I've started smoking recently. Only oh my a few god! Times, but none this in a bad guy, way. No, he's we'll, gonna we'll be on the there. Discord group. We'll he's there. gonna quit. We'll con- <laughs> continue though. Continue in your story. So you've got a <laughs> fuck ninety-four me. conversations. Yeah, going on at I once, know. But. Well, because we haven't seen you in so long, I says I, I want to just like just splat. Um, yeah. This is how it was when we first met too. <laughs> the day, the first day. I have that recording so somewhere. We met. The we were just like podcast. tangents everywhere. We yeah. just can't wait. So I get into Mexico. The security guy or the border guy. He just like as soon as he sees my card, doesn't even like. Blink, he just goes right there, like going to secondary. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So, so they just pay randomly, do they? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if they were profiling or if they had something like my, I, I don't know what it was. So I literally like pulled in the secondary. The guy like comes around. He's like, so uh, you got any marijuana? I'm like, no, I'm not going to say yes. No. But uh, you lie to him. Well, <laughs> it's only a lie when you get caught, you know, but so then I, he goes to the back. He opens up my suitcase. No and, uh, way. He opens up this dart and like, you sure you don't have any marijuana? I'm like, ah, I might have a little bit. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, it's going to be a fine. And I'm like, okay, all right. How much is the fine? I was like relieved that it was just a fine that he wasn't yeah. about to throw me into jail for like one nug. Right. And I was like, I was ready for it. He's like, it's going to be $500. And I'm like, is that 500 pesos or is that $500? He's like, it's dollars. And I was like, I don't got $500. Everybody that told me before going to Mexico is hide all your money. They'll keep it in your wallet. Right. Yeah. So I open up my wallet. I pull out like maybe a thousand pesos. I'm like, that's all I got, bro. If you want this, it's all yours. But I don't got five. pesos is that's like nothing, 50 man. bucks, right, Matt? It's nothing. Yeah. So he was like, he looked at it and then he searched the whole car, the rest of the car, went into Mimi's bag, opened that up, like looking at this, like looking through her fucking notebook. Like, bro, we're not like. I didn't like fucking, fucking hiding on pages, bro. I wasn't even, and I mean, the thing is, it's like, it's not like I was smuggling it. It was super obviously put in my suitcase like an idiot because I didn't think about it because I was stressed from the morning. And anyway, he, he took it. He, he didn't find us. He actually let us go on a warning. Oh, yeah. So that was really cool. And then we got into I Mexico. Gave you the back and smoked it. <laughs> bro, that's so a funny thing you say that. So what happened was he put, there was, there was a bag that I had, a smell proof bag that you get from like a dispensary or whatever. He put the bag back in my suitcase. So Mimi thought the, the whole time. It? Well, so that's what she thought. She thought the whole time he put the weed back. So I'm my head. I'm thinking like, fuck, that means he's going to tell someone down the street yeah. that this car is coming and they have shit. So then they're going to fuck with me again. Yeah. So my objective was as soon as I got past the border, was to pull off at a gas station and like throw it away or, yeah. or fucking just smoke it. I don't know, fucking whatever. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> like then all of a sudden I find out that he actually did take it away, obviously. I was like, there's no fucking way he's going to give it back to uh, me. You can't even have it and he's pulled you over yeah, so I'll let you off in the morning. And there you go, go smoke on, it too. Man. Like, so it was pretty ridiculous. But that stressed me out. We got into Mexico and we drove down like past Rosarito. We stopped at this place. We got a nice massage for like two hours and did you? chilled out, had a glass of wine, like got to my place where I was staying and like, it was a stressful day yeah. to start, you know, and then we finally got into vacation mode for a couple of days, checked out and it was a quick trip though. Just, you know, two nights, three yeah. days, not too crazy, but, but it's like right around the corner, like Baja, California. Easy. Anybody can just drop in. There's nothing, you know, it's not How hard. How long was the drive? I would say once you pass the border, it was about 50 minutes, like door to door, you know. I've never driven across the border. Well, don't take weed. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, you won't be doing that after your story. <laughs> oh, you were the one that was setting the example for oh, me, well, not shit. the other way around. I mean, you know, look, I was stressed and I was just trying to go on vacation and, you know, and I had already cut back a whole bunch on smoking at that time. And I was like, you know, I'll take one little nug. Why not? Fuck it. Go yeah. on vacation. We'll chill out. Uh, what you don't know is he didn't find the two edibles I also had. So fuck oh, did you. He? Yeah, he did didn't he? find them. So I had those too. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's um, brilliant. Tell me about you, man. What's What was your Mexico story? And then we'll get into some other shit. I mean, I wish I had a crazy story. I mean, I guess the only crazy thing about it is I wasn't supposed to go. Yeah. Um, and I told my ACL <laughs> two weeks ago. Dude, let's get into ago. that. So for so, those of you who don't know, Billy is actually a professional soccer player. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And the boy here just limped in on crutches, which you guys also don't know. <laughs> so why don't you tell me what the heck happened? Because I don't even know the entire story. And yeah. Let's, 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 let's catch up. What happened? Yeah, it's been a lot of deep soul searching the past few weeks to figure out the reasoning behind it all. But um, I first game of the season that I was back, I'd just come back after a month off. We had time off after the season ended and, First game back, I was, uh, I mean, you and I have had these conversations many a time where I, I sacrificed my own health to mm. put myself in business and all of these things and to continue working yeah, and, and yeah. drown myself out. Yeah. And and so I was uh, in that process the week before where I, I was really burnt out, the most burnt out I've probably ever been. And as a result, it got mirrored back to me. I, I got sick. I haven't been sick in three years. I got really sick, got a COVID test, wasn't COVID. Um, and I was still sick going into the game, so not my full... Not at my not at my best, but I was playing really well. First 35, 40 minutes, and uh the guy I was playing against on the other team just the the ball was coming, I'm running towards it, and as I'm in midair, I'm about to plant my left foot and he just nudges me, like nowhere near the ball. He just nudges me, and so my I was off balance. Oh, and I man. landed and my left knee just popped. Um, were you instantly like down yeah, there to call you out yeah i have oh the video my on my gosh. phone and everything and it was like you're gonna send that to me later i will like you just i don't know whether i was i was crying fucking gutted but i don't know whether it was more the pain or just the knowing that like i've seen my friends do it acl and it's probably the worst injury you can do as an as an athlete without your career ending because it's, it's also like, the most common one isn't it it's also the most common but i used to always look at them and i'd be like that's never gonna happen to me mm. you know like how do you even do that with yeah, your knee you yeah. know and then it's just a freak accident it happens and you just know immediately it's like fuck surgery nine months of recovery the full shebang that's that's incoming over the next the next few weeks and months so definitely gutting for the first 24 hours 48 hours i feel like i've evolved in my journey over the past year and a half too and and try to notice the lessons in it all yeah and it's as i'm noticing now um, it's really the, in my opinion, the universe freeing up space for me to focus on what my lifelong passion really is moving yeah. beyond soccer, which is the stuff with, with the young men. And, and for the past three months previously, I've done a lot of life contemplating whether this is like my, whether you're going to go become a, more in soccer or cause just for history, for those who don't know, like Billy started a podcast funny enough after meeting me <laughs> you know great podcasts i mean fuck at one point we were charting in the top 100. rankings in in all different places in the world and you had some incredible guests big names mm. you know david meltzer mm. you know like Gavin Jones, yeah, just huge yeah. guys right like the, the the industry guys that are out there and you had this podcast start from nothing go to these huge heights and you started to do um 
the uh, young young aspires university. university was the project you were starting at the time, which mm-hmm. is mainly to help young adults, you know, find their direction in life. Which is like, I mean, oddly enough, has become partly what I'm doing now yeah. with people with weed now, and it's yeah. kind of crazy because so many young kids, young adults, I have to keep correcting myself. Are you calling <laughs> these motherfuckers kids? But y'all kids, if you're under 20 years old, man, come on. You know, but like at the end of the day, like that's, that is what is really needed right now. A lot of people are under, under bad direction. They need help. I've got a quick favor to ask of you. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could take one minute of your time and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way and I'd really, really, really appreciate it. If you've already done that, thank you again. Please share this episode with someone you know, a friend or family member, download the episode or share the link, whatever works for you. Now let's get back to it. Well, men, and that's the world I am in currently, and I am one, and, and you're obviously one as well, massively struggling. I yeah. mean, COVID hit, made it peak, but on top of that, there's all the other movements that are phenomenal for, and I agree with, for the world and equality and the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, all these sorts of things, but it's also demasculating men and young men in particular who are still working to find their identity. Yeah, they don't know what to what to believe anymore. Exactly. And when it all comes together like it does, I feel a deep, 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 deep calling to to want to serve those young men. And yeah. soccer was not a distraction, but it was taking away time for that. And um, I think it was, in some ways, it might be the universe or God showing me that I am never going to be courageous enough to step away from a game that I began when I was four years old. It's been in my life, my blood, it's my identity as a whole. And so sometimes maybe these things are meant to happen to force you out of the game and, and maybe the game's retiring me. I don't, I don't really know. So we shall see. But that's right. We don't know the future, but if I had to take some guesses, it's almost like giving you the permission without you having to decide that I'm going to put soccer away for a while mm. and having to maybe even face your, you know, your family and let them know that, Hey, you know, I mean, so for those who don't know, Billy's dad was also a pro soccer player <laughs> the highest that level. runs in the family, right? Yeah. So it's like, how do you walk away from that and say that, you know what, I'm not going to do this no more. I'm going to pursue something else. But now it's been know. a major, it's been a major crisis for me because I work through things with young men to help them stand in their own light. And of course, sometimes you can be your own biggest critic and a lot sure. of the things that you share with others and help others work through are the things that you've struggled with the most. The that's thing, why it's authentic. That's why it hits. That's why it hits. Because it's like, shit, man, I'm going through the same thing. A lot of stuff I make content about and it hits and like, well, I feel like that all the time. I feel like that, you know? And the biggest struggle that that really has been in my life is, is not making decisions for the betterment of me, but rather making decisions on behalf of what other people are going to think and how they will perceive me. Mm. And in turn dampening my own reputation of self by placing others and their opinions on a pedestal, including my own family. Facts. And what I've learned in the past three months is if I can share any wisdom is they don't get to choose. You know, Juvan said that to me once on the podcast. He said, their family too, are their people too. Yeah. You know, and this is your life, your own life. And the longer you continue to let other people dictate how you move through life, it's self-sabotage at its absolute peak. And that's what I've done and been doing. And I'm I'm now tired of doing that. And yeah. I'm slowly stepping into a new realm. So dude, big changes. Big, big changes. changes. Big changes. Fuck. So tell, how long ago was this ACL tear? So this was uh, we're coming up on, I believe, 
three weeks now. Okay. Yeah. And then when do you go into surgery? So the doctor spoke to the doctor the other day. I have my first appointment with him next week, the 19th. Um, and he said typically four to eight weeks after it happens because swelling has to go down. I should almost be able to walk on it by the time um, surgery comes around. And then they also have to prepare because I don't know if you know when you tear an ACL, you have options as to what to replace the ACL with. Okay. Right. So you can take like, uh, what's it called when you take it from a dead person? A uh, Something <laughs> beginning with a C. Can't, I can't remember. But that's, that's like the most, inc it's the quickest recovery, but the most inconsistent. So what they're doing is they're taking a, uh, they're either going to take a piece of my hamstring uh, or somewhere else in my, at the back of my knee mm. and create a new ACL out of that. So the injury is not, the most pain is not going to come from my knee once it's recovered after surgery is going to come from like basically tearing either my hamstring. Oh, weird. Or, yeah, really weird. That is super weird. <laughs> Dang. I mean, the medical science, God bless. Like Crazy, right? <sighs> Crazy. So Okay, let me ask you this point blank. If you never had the chance to play soccer professionally again, would you be like totally bummed about that? I think I'd be gutted. Yeah. Gutted. I don't, I, I think I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. You know, I, when I'm playing it, it's a weird dynamic. When I, often when I'm playing it, when I'm actually immersed in the game, it's the freest, most free I've ever felt. Like the, mm. you just leave the world. Like you, you. Nothing matters. But nothing the game. matters, but the game. And then, and then I, I finish training and it's like, oh, this is just wasting my time. I'm taking up too much time to, so it's a really love-hate relationship. Um, so you're you know, saying you don't like the the lead up to it because it's a lot of work and it feels like a waste of time. But when you're in the game, that's like yeah, what you live for. Live for it. So it's almost like you want all all the cream, bro, and none of the none of the. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're fucking you're fucking right. Like it's like, but to be fair, I've done ten years of all the other shit traveling to England, staying in digs, putting fucking ass on the line, sacrificing everything I have to mm. move to Arizona in the middle of nowhere. Like the one thing I will give myself is I knew that there are so many people in my family, friends, close circle, and even just people I've heard of who their dream was to play and sign a professional, professional contract and they just didn't do it. Yeah. And so for me to at least be able to say I did it is like, that's at this stage, I'm satisfied with, with the knowing that the work that I put in for all these years and the sacrifices and all that, that was worth it to be able to say, yeah, I played professional soccer, you know, at any professional level to get to professional. Yeah. To get to become what you have to become to get to that level is an achievement in itself. Yeah. Not to be the best soccer player in the world or to like win <laughs> championships and all that. That's just kind of layering the game more and more. Yeah. You know, I can relate to this from, from bodybuilding, right? Like I want to just compete. Yeah, and then it became from competing as like I wanted to win, mm. and from win it's like okay now I want to win a national show. Okay now I want to win, you know, whatever Mister Universe. It's just like there's no end to it, dude. Like and it's like when does it stop? And isn't it funny how we talk about everybody's path being different, but often the paths that we think have been chosen for us lead us because they're the greatest lessons into these other realms. Like mm. you and I have talked about your bodybuilding and the lessons you learned and the notebook that you showed me where you used to be so rigid yeah. in your schedule and all that sort of things. And the lessons that you've taken from that, that have shaped what you're doing now. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be doing anything I'm doing now if it wasn't for the lessons that soccer taught me, 
you know? So it often can almost like, that's why I believe now in just the divine journey, you're like almost meant to be taken on this path. Yeah. hundred percent. I I agree. I mean, I think it's almost looking at your journey while you're in it. You're not like, how's this ever going to like play out? Especially if you're early in the process, Mm. like, what is this going to do? What the fuck cares about this? It's (laughs) like, you do it long enough. Like, kid you not last night, how crazy it is. Um, made a TikTok video yesterday about like people that smoke a lot of weed and then they mm. have tried to quit and they'll constantly relapse because they're like, I feel so bored at night or my life is so like meaningless without it or there's nothing fun. And then I thought to myself, you know, I made a little video about, okay, instead of, you know, when you're smoking, what are you doing? You're taking long breaths, mm. you know, what do you do when you meditate? You're taking long breathing mm. breaths, right? It's all yeah. you're doing. So I connected the two dots and I made a video. I didn't expect it to do anything. Um, put it out there, kid you not, maybe like five hours later, um, we're sitting here late last night and my phone uh, is going nuts because I have this Discord group now yeah. and anybody can join it. So this person, Charlie, he's in the Cayman Islands, he's also an English guy, um, calls me like five times in a row and I was eating dinner, I didn't really pay attention. So I checked my phone, I'm like, okay, what is going on? He's like, hey man, it's like 4:30 a.m. where I'm at, and I'm sorry that this is like this is bothering you, but like I found your video and I'm and I'm really having a terrible time. I was just about to like get up after my sleep to go and buy some weed and wow. like just go back on this like cycle that I've been on. I saw your video and I just completely broke down because what you said about like essentially what I was saying in the video is like okay, instead of smoking, why don't you take long breaths and imagine how much you have inhaled when you're smoking. And do that same process, but do it with just your natural breathing and mm. see the high that you get just by relaxing and breathing slowly. Mm. Because people do that when they're a smoker, they will take really long, slow puffs. Mm. And ultimately what you're doing is you're just getting yourself to relax in yeah. that breathing pattern. Yeah. And you do that with a natural, you know, wow. step. And it was like, he just like was like, fuck, man, what am I doing with myself? Yeah. And and so I said, okay, you know, and it was late. So I got on a call with him, got on a call with about 20, 30 minutes. The guy was just like, you know, he's very upset with himself. He was like having a hard time speaking and kind of like tearing up in the beat. Like he's just not having a good time with it. And and so we did a little kind of come to the present moment exercise that got him to like calm down. His body language changed and he was just sharing all these things. And I'm just starting to realize like, well, fuck, like what I'm doing is actually doing something for someone. He right. just all of a sudden connects. And now, you know, you start to see like, I've been hearing it time and time again where, you know, now we're at almost like 200 people in the community and it's not a big one and it's not about making the biggest one, but it's, it's, it's working, it's helping people and they feel like they're a part of something. And I mean, the whole process, the way it started, you know, my point for, for this story was that you never know where it's going to go when you start. You almost mm. like can't even imagine where it's going to go. Like I had some ideas, but then to see it come true, it will come true in ways much greater than I had ever, ever imagined. Yeah. You know, and it's a global thing. Like the videos, when you post them online, they're on there twenty four seven. You are asleep, and somebody could be watching them mm. and being impacted by them. Yeah. You know, there's a community that lives outside of me when I'm I'm working or when I'm doing other stuff. There's other people on this community that are replying back to other people, and it's just like you've created this loop now. It's just yeah. like it's got a life of its own. Yeah. You know, and that's Absolutely. that's just been fucking mind blowing for me for the last three to four months since I started this journey. And I'm sure you're knowledge your skill set and also your your journey has massively and radically evolved within this discord group just by the response you get 
from these people? Mm. Where do I take this now? What comes next? What questions do they have Question, for me? Yeah, I'm always thinking about that right now. That's in the state I'm in right now because now, you know, we have a team. So I've been praying and I've been wishing to have, you know, because we work with people, both of us. But yeah. it's like you always have people come through. They don't give a shit. They do like mm. half-assed work or whatever. And you're like hiring people to do stuff, you know, <laughs> it's always hard because they will never have the same amount of care. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, the people that we've got now, we got about four or five people on the team and, you know, they're all pretty driven and they they do a good job and they take their work seriously. And I'm sure you've been seeing like there's content coming out when I sleep. There's 24 seven. Yeah. I mean, every six hours or something posted. So that's brilliant. It's coming out and it's doing its thing. And it's not about like trying to be, you know, the world's biggest or whatever, but it's more about like, let's just be top of mind to people. Mm. And, you know, slowly going. one person a day, two people a day keep coming in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's, and then I'm thinking about more, like, how do I keep adding more value? What can I do to bring to these people? You know, kind of what you were doing with your, your university program is like a lot of young adults are seeking for what they should do with their life. How can I be, you know, happy, but also then like, at the end of the day, you got to make your money. Like you're pretty blessed that you got into soccer mm. and you got into, you know, starting your own business. You have a good family that supported you through that process. But I'm talking the kids that are so fucked up that they have horrible family situations. All they need to do is just smoke weed to kind of escape that or temporarily mm. push it out. Mm. And uh, they're seeking for direction. And I'm just, you know, I'm still spinning my head every single day. Like, Man, I'm going to bed every night, like tired. I'm waking up in the morning and I'm hitting the ground running. Like I go on I Am Sober, which is an app for addiction quitting. And I'm replying to like as many people as I can. Then I work, you know, Discord is popping off. I'll be yeah. in there, you know, making sure everybody's okay. And you know, the content's going. Just like I've really surrendered to how much work it's going to require to do what I'm doing. And it's just like, mm. just fucking work through me. Like whatever the universe wants to do from this, it's like, Use me as a vessel. I'm going to take care of my health. <laughs> I'm going to take care of myself to give you the best person I can. And then you just work through me. And that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. It's just like trying to just keep myself in a good place and keep myself healthy mm. so that I can really serve. And yeah. I haven't thought about how to monetize too much on it. I have some ideas, but I haven't yeah. really executed on those. And I'm sure it'll come. I think both of us have massively evolved in this topic of just trusting in the process it's, it's we, a good one you and i had a i've had many discussions about the next tony robbins and standing on stages and doing all these things and, and knowing that it's going to come and all of these sorts of stuff but it's it's almost like as your journey's evolved and what you're saying now is like it's just going to come and when it comes it's not about the fact that it's come it's everything that's leading up to that yeah. now that is the fulfillment the enjoyment and the and the reason you're doing everything you're doing, you know? And I had, a, I had a deep realization yesterday, actually, it was. I wrote a post about it. I, I haven't put it up yet, obviously. But my grandfather has played golf religiously for 50 years. Probably more than that. He's 75 years old. And three weeks ago, he got his first hole-in-one ever. Something that people That's never a, get. Yeah. First hole-in-one ever, three weeks ago, at 75 years old. My cousin, Joseph about six months ago third time ever playing golf 13 years old got his first hole in one <laughs> grandpa's pissed <I'm> right <laughs> right yeah, third true. time ever like <laughs> random shot oh, man. Like, and it goes in yeah and the the realization of that honed in for me is like 
you never ever ever know when your timing is meant to come and yeah. so many of us miss our chance because our eyes aren't on us our eyes are on everybody yeah. else yeah and you've been there i've fucking definitely 100%. been there where your eyes leave you and opportunities pass you by and you don't even notice they're going because your eyes aren't focused on you and your journey and that's been the biggest thing that i have heard in you right now but obviously i can only speak for myself in this moment it's like the more over the past six, nine, 12 months that I've began to focus and look inward. Yeah. Opportunities that are, were always there. I've just been able to see. Yes. Now, because I'm not looking at you anymore and how much further along and older and all these things. And I'm not looking at my podcast guests that I used to get so stressed about how much further along they are than me. Looking at me. Yeah. Looking at me. A hundred percent. And the moment you look at you, everything exists right in front of your eyes. But you can't see it if you're looking at what's behind, what's in front, and what's what's inside of you. you this know? is a clip, bro. Kevin, clip this shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, Kevin. I don't know who you are, but get this clip. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is a good one right here. No, that's a hundred percent true, man. I couldn't agree more. I think when uh, last end of last year, when you were ending your season, I think I was getting to a point in my life where I was also saying the same exact thing. Where it was like, you know, I'm tired of just kind of being in the same place or similar place and making like small progress. And I, and I thought back to myself, like, well, what was I doing differently when I was making a lot of progress? It mm -hmm. wasn't that I was like every day doing, you know, massive milestones or nothing. It was just like, I chose to get rid of everything that wasn't necessary for my mm -hmm. growth. And that started with very basic. It started with, at the time it was like, are you going to wake up and meditate? Yeah. And you're going to do it in the evening before, you know, you just do your evening work and it's like so twice a day of meditation, riding your uh, bike, getting cardiovascular exercise because my health was poor and just like starting to exercise two to three times a week. Yeah. Obviously, we've come a long way from that now, so, you know, seven, eight months into it, but it was starting with the basics and then adding on to it. Okay, now you want to do this thing. So what can we start working with? You know, like what idea do I really want to pursue? Okay, you know, I think I really need to slow down my weed habit because every evening it's much easier to get high than to work on something. Yeah. And so that became the goal. And then I was like, how am I going to ever do this? How, like how? I have no idea how. So, you know, I'm sure you know this, but it's like, I talk about this as if it sounds like some magical thing, but it's like, I asked the universe, I'm like, I need you to help me. Yeah. I want you to help me get this habit mm. better. And I want to be, I want to do better. I want to, yeah. like, I want you to work through me. I want you to fix me. I want you to like, Give me whatever tools I need. Yeah. And this idea of like, let's start talking about it. Let's start making content about it. And I started to have these revelations of like, you know, if I'm going through this now, there's got to be other people going through it. Mm. And just starting to just like put it out there. And like a couple of the videos started to hit and I would get like, you know, 50, 100 comments. Most of them were like all about like, man, this is exactly what's happening with me. And I'm like, how old are you? And I started to really like, oh my God, what I'm going through now at 29 these kids are going through at 10, mm. 15, 16. And so I thought back to myself, like when I was doing bodybuilding and I getting into health and fitness, I wasn't the, like the most experienced person. But when I started to do that and get some results, I would put put out out there or talk about it. And it started to help all these other people that were just slightly unhealthier than I was. <laughs> so it's not about being the best. It's just about being a little bit further along in the process than someone else. Yeah. And then that helps them. Because they're like, shit, it's possible for me. Yeah. That right there was like the big unlock. And that then motivates the hell out of you to keep moving further and further and further. And what I admire about 
you in particular that I've taken major insight from is that as much as you've attempted to quit things and stop things and, and adopt different habits to evolve in your life, you've mm. never sacrificed doing the things that light you up. Yeah. That light up your soul, the biking, right? The, even just when I come and you just seem so grounded when you, when you meet me at the door, right? Little things like that for me are what keep a human being going in any habit that you're trying to break in anything that you're trying to create moving forward. The times when I felt like I'm so down and out, so burnt out, so lost, so alone, so afraid is when I'm trying to do things, but neglecting everything that yeah. got me here in the first place, you know? Yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. And I think I've lived a little bit longer to realize that now is that those are like your foundation. That's the ground you walk on. And if that shit is not solid, you're going to fall through holes. Mm. Like, you know, like I don't care if I had a millions of dollars or whatever, but if my foundation was weak <laughs> at any point in time, I will lose that money just as quickly as, you know, mm. anything. I mean, you, you know, it's hard to make money, but it's very quickly to spend and lose it all. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's the foundation, like your family your relationships, all of that depends on what kind of foundation are you building? And it's crazy, dude. And I don't know how to describe it in, in like a logical way, but I think when, you have taken care of yourself in a in a healthy way and you wish well to your loved ones, things start to propagate out from Absolutely. you. You know, the relationship with your mom, with your dad, with your brother, sister, you know, grandparents, your wife, husband, girlfriend, whatever it is, like all your your coworkers, your bosses, yeah. your your you know, your team, all of that starts to gravitate towards that energy, I think is the easiest way to put it. It's like there's a frequency that you start to hum on and everyone else starts to dial into mm -hmm. that. And that's really the easiest way to put it, really. It's just when you're, you're aligned, mm -hmm. right? That's a good one. Like when you're in line with you, you're aligned with, with everything. I'm becoming more and more into this world of energy, right? And being aligned with your purpose. And when mm -hmm. you're aligned with you, there is absolute trust. There's yeah. absolute faith in everything you're doing. And as a result, you're not even focused on what they're thinking because they're just, like you said, energetically being drawn to you. You could be talking bullshit a lot of the time, but it, your absolute faith and your absolute belief in your communication, the tonality that comes with that is drawing all the things that you want to, yeah. you, you know? Yeah. People talk about, I was having so many conversations on season one of my podcast about this topic of your why. You know, and, and I, I understood it, but it was also a little bit like, surely you can do things without a why. Mm. And only recently I've realized like, fuck, you can't, you can't. Something without, has to drive something you. Something has to drive you. And that thing can, by the way, very easily get lost when you start to see abundance and a little bit of finances and things start to work. And if you allow it to get lost, the universe is going to mirror that back to you and you'll get shot straight back to square one. True that. <laughs> straight back to square one. This thing has Boom. sound effects too. I didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. Oh man. That was but cool. that's real though. It's real. You know, you get, and the amount of times that's happened to me and even as I've evolved now, I'm not getting shot back to square one, but like even when I reach nine, step nine and 10, and then I don't even notice myself going back to eight, seven, six. Okay, now I'm at step five and I just feel so weird about it. Yeah. And then I'll be like, no wonder Young Aspires University hasn't happened for me yet because it became more about the money 
and how many students I need at this price to make this amount of money than why I did this in the first place yeah. because of my own fucking journey and how sad, alone, lost, confused all these young men are. And so what I get to do is I get to get out of this fucking head of mine and get back into here and serve and give. And everything else will come as a result of that. It's and funny. Out. I know this because you you listen to Gary Vee and you were definitely a big fan of his. I'm sure you still are. But like when he talks about like you got to give people value, I think everybody misinterprets that. It's like temporary value to extort and extract. Yeah. It's not how it works. It's like you genuinely have to give it away without expecting anything. Mm. And then shit comes to you. I want to take another quick moment to thank our sponsors, Podcast Backdrops. If you do any kind of video content or pictures online or you're doing any sort of selling over Zoom calls, you really need to check them out because it will make you look professional from the get-go. Having your brand, your logo, and what you're all about behind you, hiding all your clutter, makes you look so much more professional when you put yourself out there on the internet. So check out Podcast Backdrops if you want to level up your game. You know, over time, it's like you compound so much out there. If you're speaking about the energy language, it's like you've put so much good energy out there that there's no way possible that it won't come back and pay you. Yeah. You know, I have this. I have it only came to me now that you're saying this, but real value in my eyes comes from here. Oh, yes. Heart. Fake value, which I used to provide comes from up here uh, yeah. because you're so focused on what you can say to please somebody else and what they'll do for you as a result, but it's not real. Yeah. You aren't saying and speaking the truth. You want to know the tricky part about that is, is that the person doing it and the person on the other side receiving it at the deepest level know exactly what's going on <laughs> because it's a thing that you, it's beyond verbal communication. Yeah. You know, and that's where like, if you're, if you're someone that's empathetic or someone is a little bit too emotional, you are more tuned to the sensitivity of that yeah. than someone who is. Yeah. Right. But all of us feel that shit. Mm. Like we feel it when someone's being, you know, I think they're being double-sided or I don't quite, I'm not sure if I feel good about this. And then you still huh. go with it. And then later down the road, you feel like, oh man, see, I had a bad feeling about this yeah. and I didn't act on it. Now that's becoming more aware of your own system, be trying to guide you and navigate you yeah. just to see like, okay, this isn't right. Or, you know, like, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work out if this is the best decision for me to make. But so far I haven't seen any red flags. So I think I'm going to move forward with this. Yeah. And then you never know where that's going to blossom, right? Like yeah. that's the whole thing with, with this group. And I was very scared about putting myself out there talking about weed and thinking like, man, what if this hurts like me because of my clients and stuff and they start to see this where I pop up or whatever. I'm like, you know what? We'll deal with it if it comes up. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not doing anything to harm people. Mm. I'm purely providing what I think is the truth and is really there to help. It's not there to be two ways or trying to distort. It's purely there to help. And it helps me and I know it's helping others. So I'm going to keep doing it. And if that comes and bites me in the ass at some point, you know, like what they say, like no good deed goes unpunished is the yeah. saying. It's like, even if you can do all the good in the world, something or somewhere will come and get you. Well, then we'll deal with it then. And it's the feeling, right? When you put things out that align with what you really just want to say, and it's just your truth. Yeah. There's this feeling right here that you can abandon or you can just trust in. Mm. And that feeling, like even right now, you and I talking on this podcast, I've had podcast episodes that I've been guests on and that I've hosted yeah. where I can feel the disconnect, right? I can feel the disconnect because it's more we're trying to say, both of us, 
myself and the guest or, or even just one of us at the time are trying to say things more for the camera than to have an actual conversation. But even right now in the conversation we're having, like my body's heating up because it's real. Like we're not, real, we're man. not sitting here trying to fucking get, like we're going to probably get content, right? But we're just having a conversation Yeah. and the feeling and the connection and the way it flows. If you can duplicate that in every relationship conversation piece of content in your life, that's in my opinion, how you build a brand, a legacy, a yeah. reputation. And know? the funny thing is, you know, to complete that thought is like the whole thing about building anything. You have to realize that it's just something you have to be willing to do for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's not a five minute, five month, mm. three, like it's not a 60 day or like, what is it? Like three minute abs. It's mm. not a quick fix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is something that, if it's not true to your core and it's not something that you can keep doing, then it's probably not going to work. Yeah. You know? No. 100%. And I learned that lesson the hardest way when, with bodybuilding was like, I could get in the most incredible shape and I could lose it all in two weeks. Oh, fuck. Right? Me, because it's like, you got to keep it up. If mm. you got, you know, you you build a new standard for yourself and then you got to keep it up. And yeah. and maybe it's, it's okay to like, you know, come down from being at the top of the top, but no matter what level you're in, if you want to maintain, you want to stay, like you got to keep it up. You got to keep yeah. up that work. And yeah. I think that's, that's really all there needs to be said about that. No, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. It's fucking. What else, man? On. It's been, it's been so long since we caught up. So let me see. We talked about your injury. We talked about where you've been at with, uh, with the university. So like, where do you see yourself kind of focusing now? So I have my clients that I work with individually, which is going amazing um, at the and, moment. And this is, tell us what the clients are for. So I work with young men, 18 to 25. And yeah. You can pull it a little closer to you if this is. is yeah, yeah. yeah, I got these table stands I and shit. I love the fact have. that you're just sitting nice and relaxed. Yeah, relax, mate. Nice relax. And, relax. and, and you like can, that, if you, you know? want to, you can undo this screw and let that pull forward a little bit. Oh, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's okay. This comes forward, does it? Yeah. Oh, that is class, lad. There you go. Look at that. Now I can just chill. Now you can chill. Yeah. Chill. Relax. Beautiful. You're at home. At home. Um, so yeah, I work I work with men, young men, 18 to 25. Um, That's your water, by the way. Thank you. And I guide them through a process of, it's evolved so many times, but I've been attempting to find what their biggest struggles are. Right. And for me, what I've what I've landed on so far is it's a balance between three things. Lacking in control, which leads to a major lacking in self-confidence, mm. which leads to self-isolation or confinement. So it's become virtually the three C's control, confidence, confinement. And they're all bouncing around between one. So of those lacking three. in self-control leads lacking to lacking in control, lacking in control of their life, feeling out of control. Feeling out of control makes you less confident, which Lose leads confidence. to being confined. Confined. That's beautiful. Right. That's beautiful. The only reason they isolate is because they have no self-belief, no self-confidence so whatsoever. They're like, fuck it, I'm just going to sit here by myself. Absolutely. That's, and you know what? This will hit for all the audience that smoked a lot of weed and watches me because this is something that they tell me. It's that, you know, it's just a great way for me to check out <laughs> and for me to just be in my thoughts and be by myself and feel okay for a mm -hmm. while. I feel normal, feel you know, even lifted and positive and all that stuff until it doesn't. Yeah. Until it doesn't. Because the natural reality of, of life for a lot of human beings and especially young men is this feeling of no control and no control comes when our brains are just fucking going. Yes. Going and going and going. And 
So that's really what it's become is taking men, young men on, on this journey um, of transformation. Young Aspires University is, is very much in the process still. And when I say in the process, I am trying so hard to trust this process. I would have wished that it had come 12 months ago, six months ago, three months ago. Yeah. And it may not even come for another six, 12 months. But when it comes, saying that, that my coach mirrored back to me is when my time comes, I'll be ready. Yes. And, and this is this process right now is preparing the whole university for it to be my life's work. And I keep having to put myself in check a little bit at like, I'm 22. <laughs> You know, I'm 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 22 years old, and and as much as it feels like fucking crazy, and I see other people that are going faster, the big narratives for me have always been in relation to comparison and currency, like money. Who's who's like how much money I'm in? I need to earn more. I should be doing this. It caused me to rush. And the other one is comparison to others, yeah, like the people that are around me. Um, and funny enough, I only compare to those that are ahead. <laughs> right you never look back to the people that are behind you never look back so um it's been a major game of patience young aspires university is coming and when it does come it's going to be radically transformational for, for my life absolutely but for for the millions of of young men that, that we're yeah. looking to serve um and so this process right now is is really just laying the foundation for that for the podcast season two which is coming it keeps getting pushed back but probably come in january 2022 so we can line it all up and, and integrate it with the university right um and then the individual coaching and, and that's really how it looks right now for me love it mate yeah what about you i mean you i've always known you as the the man who wears so many hats you know so i like the i like to juggle <laughs> uh what do you want to know tell me well i know you you were diving into the realm of, of weed and, and obviously helping people quit and all this sort of stuff. I've also seen you over time, over the course of our journey, do a lot in regards to talking about meditation and breath work. Yeah. And I've also known you as the, the in the corporate world to some extent as well, you know, so, and, and the podcasting and, and helping people with podcasting. You know, <laughs> I just want to know all of it, where you're Shoot. at, what, what it looks like for you moving forward. Because like you said, we haven't Yeah, we haven't yeah. While, I mean, so. the short of it is, I'm in no way done. I'm just getting started. Mm. That's the short mm. for all of those things. Yeah. Like I'm just getting started. Things are just starting to gain initial momentum. So there's no way, there's no rest in sight love it. at this point. So just getting started with all of it. <laughs> I love with it. everything. Right. You said you're 22. I'm about to be 30 in March. So I'm just getting started. I mean, this shit is yeah. just getting started. Easy. You know what I mean? Like, well, like I'll give you, so with the podcast stuff, like I think now it has more of a a purpose or a potential where, you know, like this is something now we have more meaningful discussions to talk about. Like before mm-hmm. I was just doing it to, you know, kind of just to do it and just to get the reps in. It's kind of like when you start working out, you know, you go to the gym and you start like, okay, I'm going to do some of this machine. I'm going to do some of this machine, you know, and, and okay, that's fine. You know, yeah. it's cool. There's a process and a time for that. Yeah. And now it's just become more of like, you know, I think, it doesn't matter like the the altitude of guests I get, whether they're, you know, somebody that's nobody knows or someone that is well known. It doesn't even Everyone matter. Knows, yeah. At the end of the day, what matters is in that one hour of my life and their life, did we connect? Did we talk about something that felt good, purposeful, meaningful? 
Can it be useful for someone else? Cool. And if not for someone else, was it useful for me? Mm. That's all it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not thinking bigger than that because yeah. then I'm trying to like be something. And I yeah. think there's no point in being something. I'm going to be myself. And that's me being myself. <laughs> it's like, there's no point in being something. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I go outside something. and I meet somebody on the street and we have a 15, 20 minute conversation, I'm not like, oh man, I wish I had the podcast to record this on. It's like, bro, that 15, 20 minutes just made me feel whole, like totally different. And if I could get, recreate that in any conversation, every conversation, ideally, you know, make, I want to make everyone in every interaction I have feel good. Yeah. And if I can accomplish that, then my job is done. Like that's what I, my intention was. So and the corporate stuff is interesting, man. Like I've been, you know, with all the things juggling right now, you know, financially, now we're spending a lot more money with the team, you know, paying four or five people yeah. is expensive. There's not a lot of cash flow that comes in from the podcast yet. And, you know, it's just kind of like an investment strategy at this point. It's mm. like, you know, let's see where we can go. And, yeah. you know, and now we're also looking to get a home and that's going to be its own challenge. And it's like, it's fine. It's like all these things are happening. I'm also like talking to different companies because thinking about switching as well. And like everything is moving and happening at the same time. And some, if I was in a different state of mind and if I was still in my, like I would smoke every day type of person, I probably wouldn't be able to handle all the things oh, that are yeah. happening right mm -hmm. now. But because I'm in a much different state and I've still, you know, meditate, I've still been exercising. I feel like I'm ready for anything that, that can come. Wow. So that's, that's, that's really brilliant. it, you know? So it's just like, I'm not afraid of the work. It's everything is hard. Everything is cycles. But I also realized one of the big realizations I've been trying to keep myself in is like, dude, you could have the biggest goals, the biggest dream in the world. You still have to live every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you're gonna skip those. Yeah, you know what I mean. You get to, but you you got to like you you can't skip the minutes. Yeah, like you can't just live days at a time. You yeah. still have to live every minute. Yeah, yeah, and you get to. I love that too. That was the other one. It's like you get to. You don't have to, but you get to. Yeah. And when you realize you get to do something, it's a different thought process entirely. You're not like dreading it. Mm -hmm. You're realizing that oh man, I I've got it pretty good. I can do a lot of things right now and. Yeah, maybe you don't have like the world's biggest mansion yet, but shit, if I had that now, what would I do? Like I would be done and then what, like check out? You know what I mean? Like it's funny how everything that can be seen as negative can also be seen as massively, massively positive too when you just shift the language in it. Yeah. Like I could easily be like, I have to go through surgery and nine months of recovery. What I'm starting to see it as now is I get to align my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Yeah. All at one time. What was the text I message I sent you when you told me about your injury? You sent me a video. Yeah. Fucking, you want to pull it up? No, no. I, I, so I'll, I'll summarize it for you what I said. I think you said that your recovery was going to be nine months. Mm. I think I said that a new life comes into this world in nine months. Mm. You're going to be a new person in nine months. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's crazy to think about like, oh man, my shit's A new done. birth. It's a new birth. Exactly. Going through is. the womb, evolving, changing. The whole thing. Growing. Man. You know, and then I come out as a as a fresh slate. Fuck. Yeah, and that's what's happening. You know, and where is it gonna go? I couldn't tell you the future. I can't predict it. But where would I like it to go? I think what I see in my head is it would be fascinating to to talk to groups in person, to host retreats of some sort, to have actual like healing sessions where we can actually really come together and mm. someone can feel like at the end of it, like man. This was truly valuable. I mean, that's kind of the next next iteration of this. Yeah. Um, 
that I think is is really where my head's moving towards. The exact execution we've we've been in and out, like we were talking about this retreat we wanted to do. Some of the logistics aren't working out right now, timing wise and kind of marketing wise. And also, you know, it's like, you know, fine, like like surrender to it. We have a lot on our plate. We'll keep mm-hmm. we'll keep that going. And you also got a lot of time. And you got exactly it's like, you know, why do I want it all now? Yeah. Like that's the other question to ask yourself, man. Like, why do you want it all right now? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can stretch this out. Where was the retreat gonna be? It would have been in San Diego here. Yeah. Um, we were looking at a place, um, like a big property, but it wasn't on the beach, and I really want to do it on the beach. Go to Bali. Yeah. Man, I think I think that's perfect because Bali, like best time of the year, is not even the summer anyway. So yeah. maybe it's divine timing for you. Hey, I'll have to go and check it out, man. I mean, I'm open to options. I'm open to Mexico as well. Mexico. Um, I'm also open to keeping it super simple, just renting a house in La Jolla or, or in Mission Beach, and just like keeping you know six to eight people in one place and mm. doing three days, four days, you know, just yeah. immersive. Like, yeah. I'm open to all different possibilities of yeah. this, but I think there's. It's just a matter of like the timing and then yeah. like getting people involved and I'll definitely get you involved. Um, because I think that's sort of the natural progression of this. And I think it makes a lot of sense right now to yeah. do do something that aligns with like what I'm all about. Mm. Like, you know, not to toot my own horn, but you said it yourself. Like when you met me earlier today, you felt that there was some grounded energy. I feel Mimi keeps saying this to me. She's like, there's a reason why people keep coming back to you. There's a reason why they want to come and hang out with you because they feel that there's something that they gain from being in your presence. And to me, I'm always thinking like, I don't know if that's true. Because like when I look around my day to day, I'm pretty much by myself and it's me, yeah. right? But but maybe there's something to it. And then if there is, it's like, Definitely. if there's something I can transmit to a group of people, not saying I'm a god or anything, but it's like if if being in an environment together can be beneficial, then who am I to stop that? <laughs> this has been a huge realization for me in in selling and in in working with people and in really giving my power and my knowledge and my skill sets to other yeah. people. I used to think it was incredibly selfish of me to try to sell somebody. And someone said to me once, it's more selfish of you to not offer them something that you know will change their life than it is for you to hold that in. Ooh, that's it's deep. more selfish of you to not offer your service to somebody in a sales format in a way that you know will get them in that process when you know that it's going to transform their life than it would be for you to half-ass it so that they don't and go back to their reality. Yeah. I mean, Fucking, that's, that's the if you dissect huge. that, that's basically like a lack of fully believing that, you know, you could do it or you think that there'd be some sort of inauthentic part of you if you did that, but it's not like, and I mean, I'm working through that, you know, because all the things I'm telling you that I'm doing, I'm only spending, mm. you know, I'm giving, I'm giving so yeah. much right now, I'm giving to people that are working for us that are in different countries mm. that are, you know, making their life out of working with us. And it's cool. It's really neat. Like, and then the content helps people around the world in, in a small way, in a micro way, but it's like, that's cool. But really at the long tail of it is like, dude, we got to find a way to scale this so that it just generate income so at least it can sustain itself without me having to feel like oh man i'm like now i got kids and i got the mortgages and i got bills and all and now i can't really spend all this time you know on myself yeah. and and just being you know mr on the internet so, so the challenge becomes like being able to saw a quote the other day i can't remember the exact quote but it was from a woman i think her name's danielle page and she said the happiest people in the world are those who are able to graciously receive, not give. 
graciously receive. They are able to receive mm. graciously and know that they deserve to receive. Yeah. Not feeling like they owe somebody anything in return. Which is flipping on its head for me because it's like I've always talked about with you and with all these other people and we always talk about this as, as human beings like give and don't expect to receive but it's also sometimes receive and don't expect that you have to give. You know? That's good, man. <laughs> Change that fucking knife. <laughs> There's four in here. Or bring the drums Look at this, over. look at this. I like that change one. the segment. Yeah, There's another one of those like applause. What you need is you need to get one of them. And then when I say something, Balenciaga Billet. Oh shit, I can record <laughs> it. And that's the cool thing you program sounds on. You can get it on there. Yeah, you can get Imagine. sounds on there, man. That'd be brilliant. For your season two, I recommend you get one of these. I'm going um, to have to. Because it's, it's going to make your life much easier to yeah. record on the road. That's probably been so much of, and probably something to pick your brain on, so yeah, much of why me. I've held off on moving forward with season two because obviously season one I showed up recorded and then you did <laughs> you did the rest you know um so the with everything else going on for me it's become like a a, a major confusion as to like do I need better microphones do I need better equipment how am I even going to record this properly what am I going to do how am I going to get it out on transistor which I'm still paying for monthly and not releasing episodes it's like the whole thought process of it has become so overwhelming that it's like well what do i do now sort of thing you know well you got me man i can always uh make it easy for you so well, yeah <laughs> just record it send the files <laughs> we'll get it going we'll get it going you know i don't have any new mics so i don't think i need you saw my mics i don't think i need new mics it's not about the mics you know what i mean yeah like i geek out about the equipment because it's my like my thing yeah I just like technology. I like to play with toys. But, you know, you can get reasonable mics. I mean, those, the ones that we were using, the other ones, these are like, obviously like the, the Joe Rogan mics, you know, yeah. these made these really popular. Now everybody that has a podcast and a little <laughs> bit of money is buying Got these. these yeah. But there's no need to have the most expensive mics. There's no need to have like any fancy equipment. It really comes down to like, take the podcasting thing with a process in mind mm -hmm. What do you want to have happen with it? Like, do you like what I was telling you? Like, for me, now I, I'm less attached to it now because, like, look, when I've been doing these ad hoc question and answer videos, I'll just get on a Zoom call, have a web camera on it, just have no mic sometimes, and I'll just mm. record it. And it's like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like, the value is still going to be there. Yeah. But don't get so caught up in it. Obviously, you want to have good experience for your listeners. So, you do want to, you know, if you want to have some basic mics, I think your mics are fine. Um, you know, you plug something like this in, you plug it into your computer. You want to make it as simple for you as possible to replicate yeah. so you're not overcomplicating it. Like yeah. my shit, obviously, I went I all... And I'm like, doesn't... I but, fucking... But this isn't what everybody does, you know? I built I a know. whole studio for a hobby of mine. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's not what everybody does. Yeah. And you don't need... Like like I said, like, my entire studio can be compiled know, to this. It's so good that I walk in and I'm like, imagine having all this, you know? And like, you can like, if you want. I mean, I can help you set it all up. interface. But then I, you're right, I just overwhelm myself. It. The simplicity of just having two mics, one of those things One of those things, you're done. And, yeah, keeping it simple is, is, it, yeah. is, you know what they say, Tony Robbins has a good quote. It's like, what is it? Uh, complexity is the enemy of execution. Hmm. You know? <laughs> like, if you make it so hard, you're just going to want to like, be like, fuck. I yeah, give up. Shit. Right, there's just no point in that. Like, so I call I'm I'm iterating. That's the thing about me is that I'm always iterating on stuff. Yeah. So like, 
I started with one thing and then I added, and then, okay, now I can do this live streaming thing. How can we do four angles? How can yeah. we do all? Fuck me. Like I was like stretching the boundaries. And then now I'm like, what's the easiest way to get the best quality or close yeah. to it? And I can still like, the reason I got into this is because now I'm planning to do podcasts outside. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually planning to do next weekend. I'm going to go, there's a new restaurant opening up or a new uh, place here. You need to remember Brick and Bell that used to be right here on PB. I've never been. So this place just got taken over by this guy. Uh, and he, him and I have been talking a whole bunch since he's like setting it up to launch and open up and, Beautiful location, just trees above, trees all around, cool like sitting. You almost feel like you're like sitting in a little forest yeah. cafe vibe. And I was like, you know, I really want to come and do a podcast with you about your journey, but I want to do it here. And then I thought, I'm like, I'm not going to carry all this nonsense. Yeah. It's like, what a waste. So then I started looking at different equipment for it. And then I found this thing and I was like, you know, this thing has 99% of the stuff or at least 95% of the stuff that I would need. And... And then I just, you know, went ahead and kind of put it together. And now I'm really testing it out right now. This is what it is. It's like, there's, there's no power. This so is you all could running literally off of just this. take that and like these mics. Does, so do these detach from this? Yeah, yeah. This is a stand. So you could literally, if you wanted, just take the two mics and that, and then you'd, you'd be, that'd be it. Yeah. You need two mics or one mic. If you're not doing it in person, mm-hmm. you're doing it on Zoom. You plug this into your computer. And then this can take the sound from your mic, go into the computer, can take the sound from the computer and put it in here as well. And you record on here on a memory card, so everything's stored there. Now, the only thing for you is if you want to have video. That's the yeah. main thing you need to sort. Yeah. If you want to have video, then you record with either a web camera on Zoom, right? Or if it's in person, then you, you know, got to set up a camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still debating whether I want to record. Recording's cool, but it's also like sometimes I like the freedom of location. I like think. The, imagine the thought of like fucking doing one at the beach. You know? uh, that's what I'm saying. I think. I think the beauty of exploring that there's some power to it because at the end of the day, your podcast is going to be listened for the most part. Yeah. So, I just went with a video component, but it's not required. And I'm actually exploring the same thing. That's part of the reason why I wanted this is that I can actually be in my car and just do this in my car. Allowing yeah. that talking. Yeah. Mm. So the possibilities are there, you know. Real. Podcast has been revolutionary for me. I think for you and me and for people that are interested in trying to make themselves more articulated and just to gather their thoughts and just try to form them together, especially if you're like in the sales world or you're trying to be in like the public facing world or dealing with clients, this is a skill set that you have to master. Mm-hmm. And doing a podcast is an exercise Yeah, to kind of get good at that. Yeah, And I think that's really the main reason why I got into it. Because I wanted to sharpen that knife mm. in different ways, mm. you know, like I can be in an ad hoc conversation and also like learning like, well, shit, man, if I'm sitting down with a stranger, can I talk to this guy and get something of value out of him? Mm. You know, can I get them to open up about certain things? Yeah. Like that's a skill in itself. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm the best at it or nothing, but I'm just saying it's something I want to work on. Well, like Larry King became. Yeah. That's all he did. He became a master of getting people to open up, open up and didn't really even talk a lot about him it just was <laughs> became the king of that one skill set and, and look what his life turned out to be you know so so i think there's very very different reasons to get into podcasting but i think one common thing for me and for someone like you is that really we're trying to be public facing people i think that it just makes a lot of sense for us to to just not you know make it a difficult process yeah. and to chip away at it just like working out you know, imagine if it was so difficult for you to work out, you have to do like 15 things before you could get to the gym. Like, yeah. God, it would be awful. Yeah. 
You got to remove the friction, oh, make it easy. Word. Well, that's what that's that's probably leads me into another topic that Let's we do can it. discuss, which is doing so much because you feel like you have to. That happened to me in within my morning routine so 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 deeply. Okay. Where I would get to 7:30 8 a.m. and it's like yeah, I've done all this shit, but it's like now I'm fucking tired. And I'm burnt out mm. because my morning routine was not serving me because it was becoming more of an obligation than something I want to do. It wasn't breathing well, what, life. What in was it. your routine? Oh, well, I would get up. I would take a cold shower, as you know I do. Then I go, um, as soon as I get out of the cold shower, I'd meditate. Okay. I'd do like a 30-minute meditation. Um, from there, I'd do some stretching and breath work. Then I would read for 20 minutes. Then I'd grab something to eat. Then I'd go work out. Then I'd come back, shower. And get ready for the day. So you're about like a 10, 10 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, like fucking if I was up at six, it was like taking three hours, two, three hours to do my whole routine. And that was getting you tired? Yeah. Maybe, was it the workout you think or what? The workout, but also it became more of an obligation to do the things rather than an enjoyment. Like reading, it's like a checkbox. Became a, it literally became a checkbox. I yeah. had it up there. It was like check it off, check it off, check it off. And now, as I've evolved away from that, I'm just more following my intuition as to like, let's take this morning for example. I think not to cut you off, no, but I think it. it's good to create a structure, and it's good to be honest with yourself to follow it. But there are seasons in your life where there are certain things that you do may not be fully required. Mm. So if reading 20 minutes a day, sure, it's good for you. There's tons of benefits. But if you're not into what you're reading right now, then why force yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why not transition to like maybe listening to a podcast or an audiobook and then doing that while you're working out? So it's kind of like a two-in-one, you know? Or like yeah. switching up. Like, you know, I think that's really, there's something to be said about that. Like, I love I love working out. I love doing certain things, but should I get bored? Like I get tired. Of yeah, it. you know. Sometimes I want to switch it up. Yeah, like that's and switching it up is is so great. Like I, I've stopped calling it my morning routine now. I've just started calling it my routine. Yeah, and if, if it evolves throughout the day, like what I was saying, like reading has not become something that I have to do in the morning now. Like I might after this call go to the beach and pull out a book and 100%. read because it becomes more of a want than a have yeah, to. Yeah, that's a big liberating part. You know, once somebody told me this, she was on my podcast, like one of the first seasons I was doing. I was telling her about at that time, I I hated like I didn't hate, but like I, I wasn't getting up early enough in the morning and mm. I'd be like, Man I remember we had that conversation uh, as well. You know, and then she told me, you know, like why don't you stop worrying about getting up early in the morning and just focus on okay, if you have four things you want to do when you wake up, doesn't matter if you wake up at five or at seven or at eight. Just do those things. Mm. And if, if you break them up in the day, then you break them up in the day. And if it's, it's almost like kind of like setting up, this is what I my intention for today is. Yeah. And I'd like to do these things. And yeah. then you're not holding yourself against it. They're like, oh, well, as, morning's gone. Now the chance is gone forever. Well, people always have also have this like, like this notion of like the magic of 5 a.m. right now. And then what, what's so many That's young entrepreneurs. I, I think it is as well, because I also look at people like yourself when you were going through that phase of like, I'm waking up too late you're also working late than yeah. other people you know like the people who are getting up at 5 a.m are stopping at 6 p.m you aren't and so your work as a nocturnal i guess in some way 
you get a lot of stuff done at night. So it's yeah. not like you're getting less done because you're waking up later. You're just doing it at different times. And that's why time for me has become way more of just a, a construct. There is no time. It's mm. just literally clocks and whatever you choose to follow. My time's different than yours. If I want to get up at five because I'm most productive, yeah. I'll get up at fucking five. It's a comparison thing. Don't think of it like, oh, I got to compare myself to getting up at five because my friend gets up at five. Like I have friends who get up at fucking 4.30 and he's, know day trading and shit it's like i don't want to be up at that time i yeah. want to be sleeping yeah. i want to wake up when when it's my time at 6 30 at 7 i'm gonna do my meditation you know maybe go outside if there's time or i'll meditate eat a quick bite and start working and then in the middle of the day you know, i think i want to take a break and go work out and mm. i'm gonna go work out okay cool i've gotten back from that let me do some more work i gotta take care <laughs> of some stuff you know i think now i'm gonna go take a quick bike ride yeah whatever it is it's just like you, you know it's like an ebb and flow you gotta fill it with your energies and at the same time it comes down to self-awareness at the end of mm. it all some days I need it more than others. Some days I can prolong it. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what it really comes down to. Like, I'll tell you what, man, last month or so, like our weeks have been just flying by. Like, I yeah. can't believe it's Friday right now. Like, <laughs> I literally can blink back and it was Monday. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's just like the whole day goes by and we me and I come and sit in the end, like, how is it already like 6.30? Yeah. How is what it already set? Yeah. What the, f where did the day go? Like we just, so the thing is, it's like you, if you're, when you're in it, you're in it. And, it and and when you're not in it you can start becoming very judgmental about man i'm wasting so much time like, yeah. oh my god like i'm i'm such a like but when you're doing stuff it doesn't matter you're at the end of the day you are getting done the things that need to get done and what didn't get done today is there for tomorrow like there's nothing more to it and if that's every day is unproductive then you maybe need to adjust but mm -hmm. like holding yourself to like a chokehold of a schedule. Well, you know, the people who, who, who think the most about how much time they're wasting are people who sit in an office nine to five. Yeah. Right? Because they want to be doing other because shit. Because they want to be doing other shit. Yeah. And the, this is the, my biggest, the biggest bone I have to pick with entrepreneurship nowadays. And even just doing things by yourself. And I, I do, I talk about it with a lot of young men cause I've been through it. We lead, we deeply despise that world of nine to five and resist it and do it. But we create a more rigid schedule and a more fucked up schedule <laughs> for ourselves and try to claim that we're free. Yeah. And try to claim that we're free. Hey, I can give you examples of my friends who are multimillionaires and they don't even have time to pick up my call. You know which motherfuckers you are. <laughs> they have no control over their time. Yeah. They've given it all away. Yeah. And they're all like entrepreneurial and shit. And it's like, cool, man. Like cool. if that is what you want out of your life to not have time for for your friends or to like be basically be working and not have time to like be with family. Cool. Like that's, that's your prerogative. And maybe there are sprints in life where you have to be that focused and heads down. Yeah. That's not my style. And also sprints don't, I, I used to get this confused that sprints meant you do nothing but sprint, right? You do nothing but work, nothing but work, nothing but work. Sprints can still consist of you finding, like we talked about earlier, the things that breathe life into you so mm -hmm. that you can sprint faster. Even faster, yeah. The fuel for a sprint, if we were to take the literal sprinter, if he was sprinting and sprinting and, sprinting and he was never fueling up, never stretching, never putting the right nutrition, he's not going to win the race, yeah. right? The fuel is what makes you sprint at a quicker pace. You should check out the podcast I did, uh, not the last one, but the one before with my high school friend, Peter. Okay. Um, he was big into digital marketing. He just exited a $40 million revenue brand that they wow. just started, launched, and he exited. But the conversation was all about this. It was like, you know, here's somebody that I remember 
talking to in his earlier 20s where he was, you know, wanted to become a CEO, drove every business in, that he had into the pavement because he was attached to the title mm. rather than the work. Mm. Then he went and got mentors and started to learn how to do it. Yeah. You know, became multi, multi I want to say, I don't, I don't know how much money you make, Peter, but multimillionaire. You know, now he's like living his life and just went to Ibiza, going to go live in Sweden. Like, yeah. You know, point being, and I we were talking about like, well, what do you think? Like, is it about chasing the money or is it about like being creative? And I was like, it's never about the money. It's always about growing yourself. It's always yeah. about creating the perfect day for yourself. The day <laughs> that I want to live. The, the, the mindset. The perfect day. It not is. the perfect week. Not the perfect month. Perfect not day. the perfect life. Today. Yeah. What would make today the best day ever? Mm. Let's do that. And wake up yeah. and decide. For sure. It. For sure. And I think I think I'm in the similar way without even articulating it. That's kind of what I do. Like, you know, my wife, when she first met me, she probably was like the same way. She was always running from one place to another. Couldn't get a hold of this girl. She's yeah. always on the road, like one and she's always late to the next thing because she's always just like <laughs> double booked and moving around. I'm like, you gotta chill out. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> you, you know, that just doesn't scale. Yeah. And and yeah, I think for me, it's always about like trying to have the best day. And the best day doesn't mean you fuck off all day. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you work all day either. Yeah. It's a mix of both. <laughs> putting the time for play, putting the time for hard work. Yeah. You know? And by the way, this is being said from a place of, at least for me, and I know you've been there as well, but like, I'm fucking living that now. Like I'm living that reality now. You yeah. said that slow down. I'm a big believer that you get shown signs that get louder and louder and louder if you choose not to listen. For yeah. me, I was getting shown signs all over to slow down, slow down, slow down. Then I didn't listen. I got sick, slow down. So I didn't listen. Now I'm being forced, forced. to slow down because I chose actively to ignore what was being said. But, yo, the title for this show is going to be Slow Down to Speed Up. Slow Down to Speed Up, mate. Honestly, slow down to time. speed up. I went to Cabo for a week and I've gotten more done in the past two days as a result of me slowing down and doing nothing in Cabo. Had more productive conversations, yeah. reconnected to myself and feel so much more alive now. And I took seven days and did nothing. Yeah. For some people, that's a nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. For me, it's a nightmare. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's a huge realization that I have now. It's like, fuck, like, like you said, that's the, I don't have to say anything more than that. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> Slow down. <all> right? <laughs> God damn. Fuck. Uh, what else, Billy? How do we wrap this up? What else you got for me? What did we not cover? Any other insights from the past lately that, that come to mind? <laughs> so many, mate. It's like we could do 94 podcasts. I mean, on this you and shit. I should just like, do a we, podcast together. We could. We this should just. Seasoned. Well, we, the Big Brother podcast. Oh, we, we talked about it, right? The Big Brother. Fucking funny. I know. And I know that's actually kind of funny enough. That's what I feel like is translating with the Discord group with the content because a lot of these cats are younger. Mm. I have one guy in my group who's 62. Swear down. Uh, no, no joke. 62 years 62 old. Years yeah. Old. And, and, and so Smoking it's like, weed or what? Just, Dude, this guy was a convict. He was smuggling drugs for a while. He was taking, he's taken everything, went to jail for like so many years. He's been clean now for 30 years and wow. he found my content. He was like, Dude, I like what you're doing. You're going against the grain. Everyone talks about how great weed is and no one wants to talk about how it can be a huge problem. And mm. literally, weed was the start of my journey and it led me to this, this, and the other thing. I was in jail and this and the other thing. And now I'm clean for 30 years and it's like, I was like, Fuck, like, you know? And I was like, Okay. 
I'm getting some validation from real OGs tonight, you know, like, yeah, yeah, lived it. And so that was really cool. And then I got a lot of people, you know, anywhere between, you know, 16, a lot of people 16, yeah, you know, to like 27, 30, Mm. a little, no, I don't think many over 30, but mostly under 16 to 25, 27. And what is the main message that you're trying to give to them in regulation to weed, stopping, starting, doing it in my, what is the main message? I think the thing is people who see me from a distance think that I'm totally against it, like against weed entirely. Mm. And I'm not, I think as someone who had, has a lot of love for the plant and understands the value of it, I more or less want you want to push you to get all your other things together and then use this as a tool and not as a diet that you take in every day. Right. Like it shouldn't be part of your daily diet, but if you have, you know, some massive insights from smoking one night, and you write them all down. And now you're like, wow, my mind just opened up. I just got all these yes. insights. And then you take the next three months to execute on them and work towards them, whatever it is, and see where you land and yeah. actually like get there. Dude, you're going to do yourself so much more good than what most people do is they fall in the trap of, you know, I'm going to get high. Oh, man, I feel great. Oh, man, I feel so good. Life yeah. is so good. I can all this possible. And you don't do shit. And the next day comes around, you like mope around your day. And it's the end of the day. And like, oh, let me fucking let's just get high. Yeah. Oh, my God, I feel so good. And yeah. dude, now you're like 10 years of your life has passed by. Yeah. That's what this kid yesterday, last night was. He was like, I started when I was 19. I'm going to be 27 in 12 days. And I'm like, I don't know where the last eight years of nine years of my life went. Wow. It happens. If you don't think it happens, you're crazy. It happens. It may not be happening to you, but it happens mm. to a lot of people, more people than are willing to admit that it happens to. It's funny how when you choose to disrespect something else, it massively reflects as a major lacking in respect for yourself. You know, like the disrespect of weed. Yeah. Right? Like like not treating it like you do as a, a sacred plant. powerful plan, medicine. Right? A sacred, sacred, sacred plant that can take you into different realms. But if you choose to abuse it, it can't serve you anymore in the realm that you want it to serve you. And the other one was tapping into also psychedelics. Like people are taking mm. mushrooms, they're doing DMT. They're not right, right now. Ayahuasca is the hottest thing right hottest now. Every motherfucker thing. in the world. Oh, what the Costa Rica did that. Ayahuasca. I'm not lying, mate. That's fine, man. Go do it. I'll, I'll, I'm, all, I'm all open to, to those tools. Yeah. My point is that a lot of the youngins are like, bro, you can't even make your fucking bed. Like, oh, yeah, what are yeah. you trying to like accomplish with these drugs? Like, yeah. they're not like p- these are things. Not gonna make you do the. Not basic even that. Shit that you're they, avoiding, these right? are substances that will shake you to your core belief system so hard that you aren't ready for what you might discover. Yeah, and it may destroy you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Partly, that's what happened with me five, six years ago. Well, it's your responsibility, right, to get your life together and not use these things as a mechanism to do that for you. And that's what I think a lot of these people, and I'm not even in the community but because I was using that when I was at my lowest, it was like, well, I'll just do a strip on mushrooms. And then someone said that to me. It's like, that's not going to solve your problems. The, the goal of these drugs is to open your mind so that you can step into a realm. If you're courageous enough and in the right place to solve them yourself. If you're not, it's just going to show you and make you more fucking scared. It'll show you some things that you can't unsee. Yeah, you'll see behind the curtain of shit that you're like, man, can't unsee that. But like, now I'm screwed because I have no idea how to deal with this, and no one's taught me, and I don't know how to take care of myself. And now I just get anxious. And then, but you know what? I still want to just that experience that one more Mm. time. And then you keep doing it. You keep doing it. Now it's like ten years of your life is gone, you know, and and you're disappointed and you're just depressed. And 
it's crazy. I've become a big believer in in the phrase "let it come to you." Not only in experiences and plant medicine, psychedelics, but with everything in life. Like, yeah. I read a book in Carbo. It's a very popular book. I mean, you may have read it, The Four Agreements, right? I just finished that book twice. Did you? Yeah. I just it was fascinating. It. It was my, one of my friends told me about it. And, he, and it's, it's very similar to like what, uh, like Muji is another guy I listened to on YouTube. He hit, and like a lot of the spiritual teachers that I followed, you know, it's very much in alignment with that. But the Four Agreements, yeah, man, that's a fascinating book. But the cool thing about it is like, the book is so fascinating when you're in the space to see how fascinating it can yeah, be. Yeah, otherwise it sounds like bullshit. I picked that book up four months ago and energetically, every time I went to pick it up, there was major resistance, mm. major resistance. So I just put it down. And then for some reason I thought, I'm going to Carbo. This book, I might read this book now. I'm going to pick it up. I'm very interested, intrigued. And I read the book with yeah. the mindset of, if I'd have read this four months ago, I wouldn't have got it. I just wouldn't have understood the the meaning behind it. But by letting it come to me when the time was right, it was mind-blowing. The yeah. book was mind-blowing. And I'm doing the same thing now with Think and Grow Rich. I read the book and I was I was like, I don't fucking get this. Like, There's I don't a get big it. difference between reading the book and understanding the book. Mm. We can read shit all the time and it's just like, I read. I I love meeting people that are like, I've read everything. I'm like, bro, it doesn't look like you've read anything because... <laughs> You know what's funny about that? You say, I've read everything, right? I want to take it back to Garen Jones, who's on my podcast. He read one thing 450 times, and that comprehension, comprehension. was what changed his life. 100%. One thing. Yeah. I had a cat on my podcast not too long ago who wrote a book about this, and he's like, you know, I didn't flip the page until I was going to apply everything I read on this page. Mm. I was like, yeah, that's the right way to do it. That's the right way to do it. And, you know, he was talk about financial well-being and all and like it was a good conversation with him too and like yeah it really does come down to that it comes yeah. down to what are you really doing with this process are you just doing this to have a mental jerk off or are you actually trying to fucking make some shit happen you and know the same thing happens with your community and serving other people is that to get yourself off or is that becoming more because you're attempting to serve yeah. other people yeah. and the moment it becomes more about that life-changing life-changing curious before we end what what, what has your been you, you said you tried some weed what was that like for you <laughs> opened up my creative juices for yeah. sure um i'm still clueless as to the whole like w fucking the different, different strains yeah, and all okay. that sort of stuff i went into the weed shop and it was like another world for me you know, <laughs> yeah. like There's looking around fucking, is that yeah, yeah well cannabis. i mean you and i'll have to we'll have to when the time is right yeah yeah we'll take a venture um down. but yeah it was it was eye-opening for me because I'd always been convinced about how bad of a person I was if I did smoke and that's what it became the narrative for me because I was looking at all these other people that were smoking in high school and, and even middle school and it was like same thing for me you know it was like weed so bad weed so bad weed so bad weed so bad and I'm grateful that I didn't get into it at that age because it was like it wouldn't have been like the people who were using it weren't using it for the right reasons. But now I also understand the possibility if treated in a, in a yeah, way in like that. Yeah, Exactly. For and sure. so it was a really, really eye-opening, cool experience. I was coughing like a fucking bitch. Oh, man. Fuck, crazy. But um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I really, And I also think one thing I've realized with it, and, and I'm glad I did it in the right company, 
that set and setting that, is very important. That was huge, you know, like the people I was with and the the experience of just the whole the whole ritual of it was was really really cool. So, well, there you have it. Folks. And I didn't smoke the next day, and then I didn't smoke for another few weeks. So I don't have to be reliant on it. Facts. By the way, I used it; it was great, and I implemented what came up, and I might use it again, <laughs> but not every yeah. day. Yes. Man, that's a good note to end this one, huh? Mm. Yeah? I agree. Billy, Great seeing you. Good seeing you, mate. Fucking been too long, mate. You guys, check this boy out. He's going to be launching another podcast season. But if you probably haven't heard his first season, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. You guys got to check this out. You got to. Mate, so good to see you. I always get fired up when, when I feel you're coming <laughs> close. You know, there's something about it. So yeah. I'm glad we got to do this today. Yeah, For those of you that are interested in asking any other questions, we'll get Billy back again. So let us know. For sure. See you guys All right. soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you for checking out the show. I really appreciate your time and I can't wait to hear from you. If you want to give me any feedback or want to get in touch, know someone that I should put on the show, reach out to me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you are online, you bet you can find me there. Just search for The Real Abinov. Thank you and we'll see you next time.